more about co-housing with Lynn Morstead and Kelly Soika. Co-housing Houston is a multi-generational, community-minded group of people who share the values of connection and sustainability. We're developing the first co-housing project in Texas, and we're really glad you found us today. Hey, Kelly, you look to me like you're in a new place today. You want to tell oh, yeah. us where you are? Yeah, I'm in my mobile office. <laughs> Your mobile office. My mobile office. I had to leave one thing and go to another thing, but I have a pocket of time, so it's nice. Well, I'm great. I'm grateful for your little pocket of time, and thank you for sharing that with our podcast listeners as well. Um I'm I'm uh, I'm reluctantly being dragged into the topic today, though I have to say, <laughs> I'm sure I'll feel better afterwards. But so tell well, us everyone, what you're talk yes, about. this is the long-awaited update on da -da -da, downsizing. If you listen to us for any length of time, you know that Lynn is in the middle of a downsizing project. Right yeah. sizing, maybe right sizing project. Oh, I you know what that makes me feel better already. I can better. Go, yeah. Let's go to the right sizing idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Figuring out where you are in life with the things that you are carrying through life. Okay. And yes. So we are going to do a quick check-in with Lynn. We yes. have three questions. It's going to be about... a fast, fast podcast guys. So <laughs> just don't get to, okay. don't go out for an hour walk with us. There you go. All right. So, okay. First off, Lynn. Would you like to update us on your progress? You had, yes. when we left off last, you had hired someone to help kind of figure out yeah. a plan. Get All right. So what has started. happened in the, what, six months since then? Yeah. Well, okay. So several things. First, I've had people visit me recently who say, ooh, it feels different here. So people who I know really well, who know lots of the nooks and crannies of my house, tell me that they can they can sense that things are getting cleared out so bookshelves knickknacks a few pieces have gone so that's one big thing um still not enough okay it's kind of like the first scraping if you will um because you know how many rows of books i can fit into a bookshelf you know just what you see <laughs> on the front is not anywhere near what's on the back um but one of the things that I've done is I've really started to figure out figure out more outlets. And so as I touch things, I think, oh, that could go in my box. It goes to the art asylum or the Goodwill or the et cetera. Um, I'm also getting a lot more clear on this idea of, do I love this so much that it's going to move with me to a smaller space? Like, what are the things I really, 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 really love? And that yeah. has, it's been really good. So I'm I'm settling in. I have this mental tagging system. I can look around the room. Like this morning, in fact, when I was um, journaling, I looked in the space where I do my writing in the mornings, and I'm realizing that that about a third of that stuff I've already mentally tagged to be gone. So oh, it, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm trying to, and I I haven't totally released it yet because it's just it would just leave the house too empty and there's really no reason. But I think at a certain point in the next three months, I'm actually going to take that next step because that will start to pull me, you know, out of here, out of this yeah. space. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having a lot of conversations with family and friends and I'm giving up a lot more stuff and I'm inviting people to maybe consider if they had liked this, would they like it? 
I've even had, you know, uh, people show up and walk away with stuff that (laughs) off walls. I'm not worrying about whether I take artwork off the wall and what happens to the space. I'm just letting it go, you know, refilling it. So I've got hooks and nails in various places, which I'm totally, (laughs) I'm totally cool with. Um, as, as your daughters may have told you, sometimes I give them stuff and I tell them, don't, let's not tell your mom about this. So <laughs> I gave you know, once in a while they come downstairs in a piece of clothing and I'm like, was, did Lee give you yeah. <laughs> so recent, always, yes. <laughs> recently at a thing that you did not show up to which was your own fault for not showing up I had a box of stuff and and one of your girls I said you can take anything or everything out of this box and she took several items I was like yes go girl <laughs> so um I was thinking about showing up spontaneously to your birthday party last Friday night and saying, hey, party time. I've got a whole bunch of giveaways. Yeah. I have all these gifts. Here you go. <laughs> um, so that's part of my whole giveaway strategy and then kind of reuse, repurpose stuff. So like, I think we may have talked about this before, but in case we didn't, I have mountains of old travel maps and just kind of really cool things. And I've been wrapping presents in those and that, that could go on for a long time. I might need to actually throw those away before we move. But, um, and then I've also got this other thing where I I might, people often ask me to borrow stuff and I've just kind of like quit asking for it back. So that has been also a way of, I mean, I mean, you know, I was joking with you guys, I let you guys those four chairs and I'm like, don't worry about them, you know, and of course you are under space pressure. So you insist on giving them back. But, <laughs> but for me, in, in addition, to, it's kind of not just a physical exercise, that act of kind of lending without having this log of what's coming back. It's kind of a emotional detachment of some of my things. And so it's yeah. kind of giving it out. I know you guys are going to give it back, but if you didn't, I, I'm just sort of letting loose in a new way. Yeah. It feels very freeing. So so that's my big progress. You know, I wish there was a way for me to meter um, what percentage completion I'm at, but <laughs> I don't want to, I could get really into that and I'm trying to stay away from that too. Yeah. It seems like maybe the focus should be on the act of doing it rather yeah. than the act of measuring it. Yeah. Thank you. I Thank like you. this idea though, of like giving things like loaning things out with no, ex- or, or not, not no expectation, but like an expectation that they'll be returned. But if they don't, or if it takes a long time or whatever, like fine, because I don't need it. I also uh, view that kind of as an act of faith too, that yes. if I loan something out, if I discover that I need that thing, then I'm going to say, oh, I need this thing. And it's going to come back. Maybe not mine. Maybe somebody else is going to loan sure. me theirs or whatever, but that there's plenty of, you know, stuff floating it's around. A, yes. When it's I need a, something, I'll get it. It's this whole spirit of abundance instead of scarcity. And so I just don't worry about letting it loose into the universe. If it comes back, great. If it doesn't, that's fine too. So, um, yeah. Okay. I I mean, my second question was that, like, has this changed your relationship with things? And it sounds to me like it has maybe, maybe not changed your relationship with specific things, but maybe with things in general, just to view them abundant, giving them away allows you to view them abundantly. Yeah. Well, and you know, the other thing on the relationship change, one thing I've noticed, I've got a bunch of stuff that is um, is good, is taking me some time to let loose of because I was wanting mm-hmm. to like, for example, I have a big collection of my father's LPs 
And mm-hmm. that music is what we grew up on. So I have yeah. you know, 20 years of being in my parents' home. And in that day, they had a very small collection. I mean, it's only one box, whereas my husband and I, we ended up with like, I don't know, 10 boxes or something that we yeah. All that our music is newer, so you can let loose and it, you know, it you can get it on Spotify or something. But these older records are not easily, um, you can't track them down. And anyway, I don't want to listen to a whole entire LP of the Colgate special thing that my mom ordered with her toothpaste, you know, (laughs) uh, you know, labels back in 1952 of all these broadways, but I might want to have sample one or two, but anyway, the thing that's been really interesting is I've got this, you know, record player next to my PC and every now and then I'll put an LP on and I'll take a few tracks and I, I save them. And what I'm noticing is that I gave myself a deadline. Okay. By March 20th, you have to have gone through this whole box and sorted it out. And I realized that by spending these many hours with these things, I've actually, it's been a process of saying goodbye to them. And I may not need to have any recordings. I've just said goodbye to them. I do. I have pictures of the album covers. I can maybe just put those in. And that's another idea I've had about is in the end, as long as I have all these photographs, after I've moved, if I still feel some sort of a connection that I'd like to hold on to longer, I can just make a book, like a coffee table book mm-hmm. of all yeah. of these memories. These are the things I said goodbye to. And I can yeah. open that one little thin book on my bookshelf and just page through these things. So it's yep. been an interesting exercise um, of just saying goodbye to things in my life that I just thought I was just going to have there forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that does weigh you down. I mean, I understand that, um, but the letting go has been much more peaceful. So it's a work in progress. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, well, yeah. okay. Are there things as this is my third and final question and then, and then you're off the hook on this topic, but are there things as you clear out space and as you, uh, work through the decision-making about the things that are not going to move with you, are there things then? that you are going to add when you move or when you're done? No, that's actually one of my rules. That's one of my barriers. Okay. Yeah. Is that for in, in the, for the time being, no ads. I'm not thinking, in fact, I was thinking about that very, very thing. We have a trundle bed and we're thinking mm-hmm. in one of the rooms that we move into, we'll have a trundle bed. This trundle bed should probably not be the trundle bed that I have <laughs> in my future life. But I, I took a decision. I'm not going to replace it. I'm just going to take it and see what happens, you know? Yeah. Because it's in pretty bad shape. But, that's okay. <laughs> but you're not viewing this as an opportunity to um, shape things differently or do. Not yet. I think that'll happen as yeah. a next step, you know? So. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other question I actually thought you were going to ask me was about tips. Did I have any new tips? Yeah. Do you have any new tips? I do, actually. Um, Well, and one of them that I feel is kind of new to me is really thinking about how I prioritize my time, spending time on things that occupy large volumes in my world. So, so for example, I have 20 boxes of old slides that are in the carousels so they're huge space hogs Mm -hmm. versus a a box of perhaps as many photographs is less than a shoebox size yeah 
Yes. So don't spend time and effort on the shoebox size. Spend time and effort on the 20 massive carousel boxes because that is going to create several shelves worth of empty space. So that's, you know, kind of focusing on the volume. Because I remember the very first consultant that we had come in to one of our public information sessions, I think it was before you came, she was called the, this name is almost a little bit cringy, but she was called the Clutter Fairy. Oh, (laughs) Were you there for that? (laughs) No. (laughs) It was kind of, but anyway, one of the things that she said when she walked into the room was she, she had everybody kind of think about how much volume do you live in today versus, and she used square footage, so not volume, but anyway, how much square footage do you live in today and how much square footage are you going to be living in tomorrow? What is the percentage difference? And so for me, it was going to be, a, a I need to drop at least 40%, right? Mm-hmm. So she said, you need to imagine this big cube and you're going to have to slice off 40%. And that really struck me. She said, everything in your house, 40% has to go away. And so that's what's kind of really got me focusing right now, real intentionally on the volume thing. Yeah. And then order, once you've created, you've extracted that volume, the thing that for me is then a tip, because there's a way for things in our houses without apparently any effort on our part, they move themselves into empty spaces. I don't know if that happens at your house. <laughs> it's so it's true. A thing. It's a thing at my house. Yes. And so this cupboard that you laid bare, whoa, you turn around and somebody's put something in that. So each time I carve out a new space, I find a box that fits in that space. And I put big, you know, do not enter. This space is not available. <laughs> you know, if you touch this, you will die kind of writing all over it. So I've been doing that in the house, in drawers, in cupboards, in the garage. Nice. Um, there are all these boxes everywhere that say don't touch or don't go here or, you know. <laughs> but anyway, that that has really worked. I love that tip. I I like that tip a lot. Actually. I I don't even know if I read that somewhere, if I came up with it. Doesn't matter. It's it really is working for me. I like that a lot. I, especially because nothing makes me crazier than like clearing a um like a surface, you know, and then everybody thinks that the cleared surface is now just a place to put things in. Of course. So yeah, now I just need to put a big box on it. <laughs> yeah. And then also, I think another tip is that I'm really being real intense about um, using up what I have today. So for example, last night, we had a bunch of family over for dinner and we were outside having, you know, appetizers before dinner. And I got out my Christmas paper napkins and I'm like, Hey guys, we're using up everything at this house. So here's Christmas paper (laughs) napkins. Enjoy, you know, and and I'm, so we're having a lot of mismatched, you know, kind of culturally inappropriate things going on. (laughs) That's really funny. I used up sweet 16, uh, napkins at a 15 year old. (laughs) I was like, close enough. There you go. Well, and I have some 70th birthday party things left over that might get used up at, you know, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to use those for your 50th, Kelly, there you go. Thanks. (laughs) Excellent. Well, Lynn, thank you so much for letting us like revisit this topic. And I feel like you're in a better place with it. I do. Thank you. I think, yeah. Thanks for pushing me to talk about things I never want to. So appreciate that yeah and looking forward to the next talk where I say I can't believe it I moved my stuff in and I've got space I can add something that'd be amazing
<laughs> you want to say any parting thoughts about your downsizing or are you not a thing? Well, we aren't really downsizing. I mean, we, yeah. we're actually going to uh, one more bedroom than we actually have. So, um, but I will say from, you know, a family of five living in small space, um, you know, what you're going through is really like, you know, something that we do a lot. And so, but ours is more seasonal. Um, before I know new things are coming in, I take things out. So the, yeah. right after Thanksgiving, I do a pretty big home edit of, mm -hmm. you know, just like stuff that's accumulated from the beginning of the school year and blah, blah. And then I'll do another big home edit before the end of the school year. Cause oh, yeah. when the girls are in the house all the time, that changes our space. Um, and you know, they're not going to, they're not wearing school uniforms. So it's just a different, you know, different thing. Um, so I go through this, but I go, you know, it doesn't carry the force of like having owned something for a long yeah. time. I think it's, well, it's easy I, to do when you haven't learned it though. Yeah. And can I just ask a quick question that about kids? Uh, cause I'm kind of yeah. curious, given that you guys run such a tight ship, do your girls have any kind of mementos and keepsakes from their earlier life? Yeah. Okay. So you've been able to kind yeah. of integrate that as well. Well, so they each have like a tackle box um, and the tackle box has changed over time. You know, like when they were really little, it was like, you know, rocks that they found or like mm -hmm. a sticker somebody gave them a year ago or whatever. Um, and it's really morphed into like, you know, special jewelry that they don't wear very often or, um, you know, things that people have given them that are important mementos, you know? Okay. Um, and then I do, we do hold on to your books now that they're okay. all in school, do hold on to those. And then, um, each girl has a box also of like, um, kind of just bigger things like, mm -hmm. You know, we're in Texas, so like homecoming mom for my senior. She oh, kept wow. her senior year one. And, you know, this, those kinds of like bigger stuff that I don't yeah. know if they're ever really going to want it. But I am at some point when they've settled in their lives, going to close up that box and ship it to them. Sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. just curious how you manage that. Yeah. Well, that's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. And, well, you know, it's interesting too. Everybody's not the same. Like people have different levels of sentimentality yeah. and different levels of attachment to things. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so I think when you look at stuff like we're only going to have X amount of space, um, yeah. it kind of makes everybody think more thoughtfully about like, oh, maybe I should keep some things. If you're not inclined that way, you kind of do, it opens up that up for you. And if you are inclined that mm -hmm. way, it kind of limits down like what is really important. Mm -hmm. So anyway. Yeah, hey, I, I know we're going a little bit random here. I just have to share one thought. And I don't know if you've ever seen <laughs> time capsule. I, we have not, but it's funny. My middle daughter does one for herself every year. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know when she's going to open them, but I know she, she keeps them. And so oh, anyway. Gosh, that is so cool. Yeah, but okay. I've never, I, I have not done one for them. Have you done one? Well, Heidi and I did one when she was like five or six and she hasn't touched it. So that's been like, it's a 20 year old thing. I'd like to, well, every now and then she'll ask about it. And I will go, maybe you should wait a little longer, you know, because I think it, beca it becomes more interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is all great stuff. And um, yes. thanks again for the, the question and um, looking forward to, you know, getting beyond this so I can talk about and do something else. So yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thanks, okay. Lynn. Have a good one. Take care. You too. Bye.
Thanks for stopping by today. We're so glad you clicked on our episode. For more information about our project, Cohousing Houston, go to www.cohousinghouston.com and subscribe to our newsletter. For general information about cohousing, we like cohousing.org. We're active on social media, so check out what's happening on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Cohousing Houston.